Hello and thanks for joining us for another episode of the Alternative London Podcast. I'm your host, Gary Means. In this episode, I pop round to see Ant Carver in his studio in Whitechapel as he was putting the finishing touches to his upcoming exhibition. Ant has been painting in East London for about nine years now, but since the loss of his best friend, his work has taken a new direction, both technically and in meaning. We talk a lot about loss, grief, growth, and how Ant has channeled such a devastating time in his life into a stunning body of paintings and a book project. There are some difficult themes here, but I think ultimately Ant offers some hope of what can come out of really challenging circumstances. So, here it is, the Alternative London Podcast with Ant Carver. Oh, that's real good. In um, this rad little studio space that I didn't know was here, down the end of a little alleyway in uh, in Whitechapel, surrounded by the amazing um, almost finished show from Ant Carver that's going to be going into the gallery in a couple of weeks. Um, how are you feeling about it all? Yeah, yeah, good. I think um, it's been a lot of it's been a long time. So I, I think eighteen months worth of work. So I'm just like finally getting to the point like where the show is actually on the horizon is that like quite nerve-wracking um there's part of me that's like excited for it to be on then part of me that's like wants it to be finished and then another part where i'm like i'll be really sad when i stop doing all the work because it's been yeah. like such a big part of my life for like like all the way through the pandemic or, or through lockdown it'll be really weird when it's sort of over and it'll be really weird when other people see the work like i've just looked at it all like it's been in my studio the whole time and like haven't really had loads of opinions by other people. So it's like a bit nerve wracking to suddenly like, hopefully loads of other people will see it. Because otherwise I guess, if like, I'd rather lots of people see it than no one turn up. So it's like, I want uh, people to be at the show. I don't think that's gonna happen. Yeah. I reckon a lot of people are gonna show up. That's always the fear. But then it's a weird like conflict where you're like, I want, I want everyone to see it, but I'm also quite nervous about like yeah, yeah. what their reaction will be and stuff. Um, but yeah, I feel good, I think. I think the work's looking all right. Um, yeah, when I came in the room, I think the first thing I said is that I was quite surprised at how many large-scale pieces there are. Yeah. There's a lot of very big pieces in it, isn't there? Yeah. Like, in the past, I've done, like, I've done paintings this size before, but, like, and normally I haven't done any of the really small ones. Um, so this time I've done a bit more of a mixture of, like, the big work and the smaller work and just wanted to mix it up a bit. La- the last show I had, which was in 2019, no, 2018, like, they were all exactly the same height. Um, so it all just like read around the room and this time I wanted it to be like I want when you're at the show to like have to like step back to see the big ones and then like step forward to see the little ones and like make I really want the viewer to like have to like walk in and out and like look at it in different ways look at the big ones close up when they go to look at like the little ones mm. um, and I really like I really like working on a big scale and then it's been really nice to work on a smaller scale as well it feels yeah. like there's a bit less pressure with the little ones rather than like, because like the really small ones took maybe like three days and then the really big ones have taken like four to six weeks. So it's like a lot of work. So then it's quite nice to have the really small, quick ones and then also do the like bigger, more detailed work. Yeah, that is the, that's a lot of work, isn't it? Like four to six weeks for each piece. Uh, yeah, considering that you'll maybe do, you'll maybe do a big wall in like probably like four or five days, yeah, five won't you? Day, yeah, about I'm not the fastest days. painter in the world, but like, no. yeah, about five days. Um, it is weird I've tried to work out how you can lose so much time but I think it's just I use oil paints in the studio you have to let them dry I have sped up a bit so like they are a bit quicker as I've got closer to the deadline 
the paintings have become a bit yeah, quicker. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the slowest was six weeks to do that one. And then like, but then some of the others were like two weeks for big ones. So it kind of really varies depending on like how much detail it's got and stuff. And then I think like painting walls, there's a bit more freedom. And also you have, I can't trust the weather. Um, can't really take my time. You kind of just have to get it done. But there's also like more freedom in the sense of like, I think people accept that you have less time. So you're like, you can be a bit less critical about like how it looks and be a bit freer. As sometimes in the studio, it's really easy to get like a bit bogged down not bogged down in like a bad way, but like get really invested in detail. Yeah. You can spend as much time as you want on an area, which is really good. Also comes with, I've really tried with the work to have like a balance between like detail and then like looser bits. So it's like not all getting like super high, like really focused on the detail. Like I really enjoy doing, I really enjoy doing both parts. So it's like trying to do both. And I think as they've gone on, they've got a bit looser and a bit quicker. I mean, that definitely comes through in the way. They're beautiful pieces, mate, honestly. They're Thanks. so nice. And, um, and it's a real kind of shift as well. Um, I mean, over the years that I've sort of followed your work, was, I think pretty much since you started putting stuff out on the streets, when you started doing paystops, what, about maybe eight or ten years ago, something like yeah, that? Yeah, I think it was about... I did my first like, legal piece in when I was 21, and I'm 30... What was I, 21? Yeah, and I'm 30 now. Where was that? Which one was that? It was on... Was that on the side of the White pub in Cross, Green? No, White Church Street. It was just a really... It was like a shutter on like a building that's not there anymore. Right. Um, that was my first like legal piece. And then then I was doing wheat paste at the same time. But yeah, so that was nine years ago, I think, yeah. maybe. And then, yeah, now my style's changed like quite a lot compared to then. Yeah, but I mean, your style originally, it kind of had, um, yeah, kind of bit of a, it was very colorful, wasn't it? Bright colors yeah, yeah. in the portraits, but maybe sort of David Walker, even kind of Hush sort of style maybe. Yeah, yeah. And then you moved into something that was kind of a bit more sort of realism. Yeah. It's really kind of... I mean, you studied fine art anyway. I did fine yeah. art, yeah. I went to Oxford Brooks, did fine yeah. art, but, like, I wouldn't say that's the reason I know. Like, no. that's not really how I learned to paint. Like, no. I, failed, I basically failed my degree. Really? Um, yeah, I got, like... I think I got 38.5% and 40% as a third. And I think they were just, like... I'm not sure if, I'm, if I can say this, but they were just, like, it's good for both of us, for the uni and for you, if we just up your grade a little bit. So they gave me a third. So I got like, I got the worst third you can actually get. Which is like, now I don't care. Like, to be fair, I didn't really care at the time either. But like, yeah. it's, there's a bit of embarrassment. Like, when I chat to all my mates, and they're just like, they all got like two ones or like, even like two suits. It's just like, I got a third, but also the lowest third you could ever get. So it's like, <laughs> but yeah, I went, like I did, to be fair, I just kind of wasted. I didn't, I had a really good time at uni. Yeah. But I didn't learn as much as I should like I didn't learn as much as now I would if I went back if that makes sense like, yeah yeah I kind of regret when I got to about 27 I was like oh, I wish I'd spent like a bit more time doing the theory side of it and like learning a bit more but it was also a really conceptual art course so it was like really encouraged to do like performance pieces and like conceptual art rather than painting and I always knew that I wanted to paint so it was like it was a bit of a clash and like in my final year, my lecturer was like, you're not going to do very well because you're not following the curriculum. But she was like, if you just keep doing what you want to do and like keep paying, then you'll be fine when you leave here. That's cool. Which was really good. She was really good. But then like, yeah. and they were good. So like some of the lecturers were really good. But then I just didn't go in enough. And like, but then I had a really good time and I met loads of good mates. So like. I think that's a big part of it anyway, isn't it? Yeah. That was the same for me. I didn't even finish mine in the end. But I think what I got out of it was kind of probably more than the actual kind of degree or whatever itself I yeah, reckon. Yeah. but yeah so the work now is just I mean it's it's fine art but it's definitely your style as well it's yeah. like real kind of very painterly beautiful kind of like traditional oil paint styles but 
with like like you say a lot of kind of different kind of more modern elements to it as well isn't it yeah um, i think it's kind of like i've tried to take i've always been interested in portraiture really interested in like contemporary portraiture but then also like quite like that like traditional work i think i kind of wanted to combine the two a little bit in the sense of like but not even really deliberately i just think it's happened naturally because i can't the techniques that i use are really traditional then like the work that i look at is quite contemporary and i think that kind of comes through so they're like kind of like modern takes on like sort of older style like yeah. the the models are like young like younger than you'd see yeah and then like all like the skulls and like flowers i think they're much brighter than you'd see in like traditional work but i think the technique used is like quite traditional so it's like kind of trying to find a balance between like really traditional work and then making it a bit more contemporary yeah and i think i think i've managed to do it maybe like i think there is a nice balance like i can still i still get to do the really detailed like traditional painting bit and then use some more like modern techniques and stuff and yeah. I'm just trying to find different ways of working like it's just been really enjoyable because like, a lot of the the work for the show has been a bit of a learning curve and, like when I first, when I did the first painting it was like kind of trying to figure out what I wanted it to be like and as it's kind of gone on a bit more I've like like sort of figured out what I wanted well, not really figured out what I wanted to look like but I fa- like figured out like I need to keep pushing it and as that's happened it's like I think the work's loosened up and like the style has sort of changed a bit because I think it, you can kind of see a sort of a transition through the work which I think is cool and it's been really enjoyable for me because it's like I haven't got bored it, with the old work I used to some I get I got bored well by the end I was really bored and like I'd get bored with a body of work because it was like repeating the same thing over and over again because with this it's like each painting is like a new sort of challenge like painted in a different way so it's like really fun like keeps it really fresh and like yeah. it's just really enjoyable yeah they've each got their own kind of flavour and style haven't they and it's like a very kind of diverse mix of people very quite a quite a young bunch of like people on the yeah, paintings yeah. as well isn't it yes yeah, like the aim was for it to be so it's all about loss um and it was kind of focused towards more like loss amongst young people the mm-hmm. aim was this sort of my age group maybe a bit below but like sort of like i wanted it's supposed to be like a third person representation of like an ex, my experience of loss so it's like I wanted to like, I want people to be able to relate to it. And then like, I thought using younger models, because loss is experienced by everyone, I guess, but like a lot, of, it's quite hard for young people to talk about, I think. So it's like, I, th- I thought it was nice to try and like represent my age group mm. and like, like just kind of my experience of it. And then hopefully other people will come and like, they can sort of put their own experience on each painting. So I thought it was like, it helped to use younger models rather than just like an older like person. Yeah. And they've got like a lot of the kind of motifs or sort of paraphernalia that are kind of associated with with loss and death as well. Like the piece um, behind me over here was, that was the piece that was on Hanbury Street. It's similar, like same model and same setup, yeah. but like slightly different pose. Yeah. But yeah, say it's got like the skull, the dice, the flowers, the candlestick. Yeah. This was all like supposed to be symbolism. Um, well, not supposed to be, it's all symbolism. Um, so it was like, well, I did two photo shoots in at the beginning of 2020. Also, I did one in like January 2020 when everything was fine. And I was like, I knew that I wanted to do a body work about loss, and I wanted it to feature the chair, which is in a lot of the paintings. Mm-hmm. And I came up with an idea of like a series of paintings where like it's two girls, then two girls together, then the two girls, but one of them sat in the chair. Then it's the one where with the girl and just the chair, and then just the chair on its own. So it's like supposed to sort of represent 
losing someone. Mm. So like all of the first photo shoot was kind of based on more like human reaction to loss rather than like symbolism. Obviously the chair is a symbol, but like the other paintings are like people in positions of like, where they're like um, looking down and stuff. So it's supposed to be like how, how humans react and like what we kind of look like and how we express ourselves after you lose someone. Then with this other series, the table series, that was more like literal symbolism. So it's like, I set up a, um, set up the scene, like set the table up, put the candles, got the skull, um, sort of tried to think of each, what each thing could represent, how it could be read. And I wanted it to be like, fair, like pretty, like, I want people to be able to come and like put their own, take their own thing away from the work. But I wanted it to be like, sort of readable, but also like, yeah. to, to, like put your own narrative onto it. Um, so like with the candles, they like, so I lost my friend, um, my best mate got a brain tumour when he was 22, when we were both 22, um, and he was given like six to nine months to live, then recovered, um, got like, had this treatment that was like, got rid of the brain tumour, and then was like fine-ish for like a year or two, then it came back, and then it was like, from then, he, like, he lived an amazing life in the sense of like, he was like up and was like doing loads of stuff. Um, and then got ill like towards the end. And then, so then he, when he was 26, just for his 27th birthday, he died. So then all of the work has sort of led on from that. Um, but the candles are supposed to like represent all the candles, like there's one candle blown out in each painting. And it's like, there's like, there, well, I had a group of mates where there was like, oh, there's loads of us, but there was like three of us that would hang out and there was like, the candles are supposed to kind of represent that or just the idea of like the two the candles that are still burning are like your candle keeps burning when you're alive and then when you if when you die your candle just stops wherever like like when you blow a candle out that's it it won't go on anymore so it's all like supposed to be that kind of representation and the skull obviously is like skulls are like pretty well known for being like about life and death yeah and then same with the flowers they were more like suppo supposed to like represent life and death together so yeah, it was just loads of, like trying to figure out lots of different symbolism. The dice and the cards are supposed to be about the luck of the draw. Like with my friend, his like card, um, the hand he was dealt was like really bad and like just like really unlucky. And it's like a lot of life is purely luck. Like you don't know what's going to happen. And, like there's no, there's nothing he could have done to change what happened. It's just that's the hand he was dealt, which is really bad. So like that's supposed to represent that sort of side of things. Mm -hmm. Like the gamble, life's a bit of a gamble, really. Is that the same with the roll of the dice as yeah. well? Yeah. So those two were like, I, really, I kind of just sat down, thought of like, tried to think about how I felt about everything and then like how I kind of wanted to represent it. And then also it all came from, I didn't really know how to like talk about it and I didn't really know what to do. There was a year period after that was just like, basically didn't really know how to handle it or like what I was supposed to do or like what you're supposed, like how you're supposed to grieve. And then like just reached a point where I thought probably the best way for me to like try and process any of it was to try and put it into work and like try and make it into like something like try and be so that I could be productive about something that's like really horrible and like the worst things have happened to me. So like it was just like wanting to like get something productive out of it and the work like that's kind of where the all of the body of the work has come from. Yeah, I'm sorry you had to go through all that. It's just it's. I can yeah also relate that losing friends young is um there's something really sort of extra tragic about it and yeah. also losing someone as well like 
however much you think that you can prepare yourself for it when it actually happens nothing can actually yeah, yeah. prepare you for it that's the thing like with with his illness there was there was a huge amount of like i was being really like naive to an extent where i was like oh actually he'll he'll be fine but then it's like then if you do any research which also is part of the reason why it's like part of the exhibition is fundraising for there was a foundation set up in his name the ollie hills and foundation Amazing. um to like research brain like brain tumor to try it because it basically i think the survival rate is i think for the brain tumor he had it might be zero after five years or something so it's like but at the time we didn't he was so positive and was like well i know i wasn't gonna look all i did was take information from him because i was like i'm not going to research it and he was really positive and like wanted to like find a way to be it so it was like there was a naivety of like oh he'll be fine so then i prepared for it a bit when he got first diagnosed but like it, you can't really prepare then when it happened again i was like oh he'll be fine like it will be fine again so then like there was no real preparation period no and you can't prepare because like obviously when he became really ill which was for a month which also was at my last exhibition there's also the, at this part of it, it's like another sad element of it but like a good memory but like the last time he he my at my last exhibition opening he came when he was quite ill um because he was like really determined to come and then that then that evening he had like a seizure that then meant that he couldn't that was sort of the beginning of the end so it was like the last time he was out in public was the exhibition which is like really like means so much to me and it's like well it's just yeah there aren't really words for like how i feel about any of that yeah and it just adds another element of like all of this work being sort of like all kind of like coming round like it just feels kind of right for the work to be about that after yeah. everything that happened and after that experience and stuff does it feel like this um this body of work now feels like a kind of like you say it's come around in a in a full cycle now do you feel yeah. that this kind of completes that cycle of like grief i mean you'll never lose the the grief i yeah. don't think you'll never lose the the sense of loss i don't think but the actual process of going through that do you feel that this has really helped to i think it's been like really cathartic and like has helped massively in the sense of like gave me somewhere to put all those feelings i think for the book because like, i'm doing that book i was going to write an entry myself about what so the question like i've done a thing where i've asked people what does a loss mean to you yeah and i was going to write one myself and like keep trying to sit down and write it and i just can't like i don't know what to say then it's like then i was thinking i was like the whole show is how i feel about it like I've done 22 paintings and they're all about that so it's like and the reason I did the work was because I didn't really know how to put into words like how I felt about this, any of it and when I was trying to write I was thinking a bit being like oh I've like when the show's over that's this body of work done and like I'm, I might paint like two walls after but then other than that I'm not going to like use any of these images again and I was like oh it's kind of like the end and I keep having a huge like I can't tell if I like the idea that it's over or then I'm a bit scared of like what happens after. And cause it's given me like, like massive focus for the last, well, like the best part of two years, what happens when you remove that. So like I've had somewhere to put all the feelings of grief into the work and then where do I put it when it's over? But it has been really cathartic and I am in like a completely different place now than I was two years ago. So like even just for that, it's like doing the work was, has been like, like, yeah life-saving probably like as in like it's given me something to do and as in like giving me something to do with like purpose to take all those feelings and i think like you said you'll never go get over like grief and i'll be like i'll grieve that grief stays with you forever but in a different way to how it was 
how it was two years ago. Yeah. So I think it does feel, I do feel like I'm ready to like, I've, from a work point of view, I'm excited to move on to the next body of work, which feels really weird because like no one's seen any of this work. So it's like you spend ages producing this work and then I'm like, now, we're, now I'm like, oh, let's do something else. Um, so I think, I think from the work point of view, I'm really ready to like wrap it all up and move on. But then from the actual life bit, like I'll never, I'm never going to like move on, but I'm in a much better place. So it's been like really cathartic and like really helped me sort of try to understand how I feel about everything. I think it just, it stays with you, but it just changes in like, and it is better, like it is better than it was. But it's like, it's still not, it's still terrible on at certain times. And there's times where like, you'll just have a memory and I think that will never, and there's like big occasions. Like I'll never not miss him at a big occasion, but it will just it just changes through time. Yeah, well, I, I think um, I think he'd be pretty proud of like the the body work that you've put together. Thanks. To be fair, mate. Like Thanks. I think um, yeah, especially yeah, if he if he saw the last show and just how much you've sort of um, not not that like there was anything wrong with anything you were doing before, but just yeah, how yeah. much you've progressed in these last few years and yeah. I suppose that focus that you've had to like really I suppose from an artist perspective as well, to really go deep into yourself, yeah. isn't it? And to really Well I think like with the old work, I felt I'd reached a point where I felt to me that it was there, there was no depth or like it was too shallow. As in like shallow in the sense of like there was no substance to it and there was no like meaning. And I like at the last show I remember trying to like I was like doing the work and I was like, what is the mean? Why am I doing this? And obviously like portraiture can be done for, port like you can do portraiture purely to represent people and like that can be enough. But I, like after everything that happened with my mate, I was just like, I want more from, art's my favorite thing, like painting's my favorite thing to do. But when I do it, I want there to have more meaning and I want there to be like, I want to get more out of it, which is kind of exactly what started to happen. I started like, I was just like, I'm not going to do the old style anymore just kind of overnight was just like I hate doing it I'd kind of got to the point where I was bored of doing it because it was the same it was like colourful do the spray paint colourful bit and then paint the face over the top so it was like always copying the same like or doing going through the same processes so it was like paint the eyes paint the nose mouth like do the like rest of the body and then done and then it was like it was never really I couldn't really push it any further then also repeatedly you have that thing with a style like that where you're told that it looks similar to other people's which as an artist is incredibly frustrating, especially when it's, uh, yeah, it's like, because the <laughs> first time I met you, so, yeah. <laughs> nah, but like, as in, I get why people say, like, say, when I mean, I, that's, a, that's a compliment from yeah, my yeah. point of view as well, because like the artists that I was comparing to are kind of artists that I, I really like and respect, and yeah. it's still your own style. It's just it like, just I think you. you're desperate for like, or I'm desperate, to, like, you want like, uniqueness, yeah, and like, obviously you can't be too precious because you're not going to be like, you can't be fully unique. Like, there's no such thing as a brand new... Well, I'm sure there are some brand new ideas. It's not... It's really hard to do these days. It's like, there is that... There is a frustration when it's like... Also, there's a frustration when you're like... I'm not... Like, I think you can sometimes be accused of, like, directly... I was accused once of directly copying David Walker by this guy that runs a... Like, um... I shouldn't slag anyone off during this, but like he runs a go for um, it. Yeah, he runs a mural festival, and he like saw one of my walls and sent me a message, being like, just something about like, oh fucking David, another David Walker copy. It was like like just rude. As in like he went. It was like there was no like build up to it. It wasn't like a polite thing of like, oh the similarities. And it wasn't meant in like a good way. And I was just like, I'm not. I haven't actively 
done that. And I'm 20, at the time I think I was like 23. So it's like, you're, I'm, you're learning. You're, I'm not like a finished article and I'm not copying someone. I understand if someone just completely takes someone's style. It's like, you have to learn and like, it takes time. And you have to like, I couldn't do the work I do now when I was 22. I couldn't have done it till what happened, at, like technically or the, like the, the theory side of it or the like technical side. Like and I had to learn how to the time into it. Yeah. And like, and you need to also as well have the balls to put yourself out there yeah. as well. And to actually just like put work out into the public domain. Yeah. Well, that's just like, like one constantly. of the hardest. That, that takes balls to do that. Yeah. Because also you're learning in front of everyone, especially with street art. You're like literally learning how to do stuff. Like I look at my first pieces, like legal pieces and just think they're so shit. And like, I don't think they're shit. Yeah, but obviously, like, I think the person that does it's always going to be yeah. much harsher. Yeah. But I see photos and I'm just like, I wish that photo didn't exist. Um, and obviously, like, I have to also accept that that was me nine years ago. So it's like, I can't, I can't look at it through the idea of like, oh, what would I do now? But you have to learn, and you are learning in public. Like, you're literally like learning to, you're learning a skill in front of people, which is like, there has to be an element of like. Not that people deserve respect, as in like, not in that way, but as in like, I respect anyone that's like, I want to do this thing and I'm going to learn it, even though there's a huge risk that... Even though I'm everyone's not, out there judging me. Yeah, yeah. And especially at that time, it was like, like when Street was re- like kind of booming in the sense of like, Instagram still worked and like people were like really into taking photos. There was new work appearing and there was like places to paint. So it was like, anything you did was hyper, like much, like a lot more people would see it. So you had to be aware that you were probably going to get, you would get feedback, whether it's good or bad, which is good. That's the whole point of it. But it's tricky when you're trying to learn, trying to like figure out what you want to do. It's really hard when it's like, sometimes I think if people produce work in public, it feels like there's not a human behind that work. So everyone's just like, I can just cuss that work as much as I want, which they can do. But there's like probably 90% of the time, no one's doing anything like deliberately if someone has accidentally copied someone or whatever, like that probably hasn't been a deliberate thing. It's been like a, it's just, I don't know. I don't really know what the right answer is. I just know that I didn't want to do that work anymore. Mm. And that wasn't really the reason because I never agreed with it. I was like, I thought there was enough difference. I just felt like there was no, I didn't have enough meaning to the work for myself. Like I wanted to like produce work that had meaning and I wanted to change my style because I wanted to push the way I worked. Because up until then, all the portraits were like black and white on colour backgrounds. So I had to learn how to like paint in colour. So then it was 20, so it was 2019 after my friend died, just lost my mind a little bit, Um, hated my work, just stopped. I was like, I'm not gonna do the old work again. I think I did one wall in March, 2019. And that's the last time I did that style. Um, And was just like, I'm not doing it again. Like overnight, it was just like, I'd thought about it for ages. And I chatted to a few of my mates and stuff and like had a mixed response. Some people were like, why are you going to turn your back? Like, some people were like, oh, I really like this style. Like, why? I learned everything through this YouTube guy. can't remember what his name is, because it'd be good to... Um, oh, we're going to find out, and I'll put it in the notes. Yeah, yeah. And he's really good. He's like this American guy. And it's just like, he just sort of talked about colour mixing. He was like, oh, just use like a simple palette of like five colours. And then like, you can mix any colour. He was like, you can mix any colour you want from those five colours. Obviously, like, unnatural colours, like fluorescent pink, you can't. But like, you can mix pretty much every colour. So just watched that and then spent months practicing and then like was doing like little paintings, then did one big one that was pretty bad. And then like, then just kept practicing. And then 
eventually reached a point where I was like, right, I'm ready to try and do a body work. And I knew what I wanted the theme of the work to be about because I, I knew I wanted it to be about loss. Um, so just uh, that's when I like came up with the idea and then that's when I did the photo shoot. And then I've kind of learned through doing the exhibition. So it's like, the, I think how I paint now is like, I've learned loads in the last 18 months. So I'm still like learning stuff as I'm doing it, which is partly why I'm ready to like keep moving. Like I kind of want to like see what happens next. And that's the thing with this style, I can just do whatever I want. I don't feel like I'm constrained in any way, but with the old style, I felt really like constrained. Cause it was like, there's only so far you could push it, I think. Whereas with this, I can paint whatever I want in kind of any colors, any style I kind of want. And it was massively freeing to be like, I don't have to do this style forever. Because it's like, I think it's really easy to get caught up where it's like, this is what people expect of me, so I'm just going to do that. And it's really freeing to be like, I paint, you are take, you start paying for yourself. So it's like, why, why keep doing something purely? Obviously there's the fear that it doesn't work. And if, you, if in two months time the exhibition's gone, or like after the exhibition has gone really badly, I might change everything I'm saying. But I think you have to have like, you have to kind of go for it and like basically just hope for the best and like, Oh, this is the best I felt about my work and the most I've ever enjoyed painting. So it's like, and it's really helped me through a really difficult time. So it's like almost irrelevant, of, like irrespective of what happens at the show, it's been really worthwhile for those three things. It's like, yeah, if you'd said two years ago that I could like feel like this about the work and about like how things are going, then I'd be like, I'd bite your arm off basically. So that's amazing to hear that. That's, um, yeah, a really big, um, a really big turnaround, and I think like with the work as well, like it does, it does feel like there's a sense, even though like the the theme, um, you know, you're, you're focusing a lot on death and loss, there does feel like the the work itself, um, the style has like a lightness to it now, yeah. and it feels like, like you said, it's open and it's free, and you're doing yeah. such a volume of work, yeah. which shows that you're enjoying it. Yeah, do you know, what I mean, you can't put that, you can't do that much work unless you're. Now, like to that well if you're not enjoying it I don't think there's obviously like ups and downs through like creating a body work there'll be times where it's like I'm like there's times where I'm just like I don't want to go to the studio even though like I love painting so much and it's like I'm so lucky for it to be my job but this is the most consistently I've enjoyed painting like it's really rare that there's ever days where I'm like oh, I can't be asked and then normally when I when I get here I'm like oh cool like I'm here and it's like that's what I mean by like I'm it's a bit of a bit of sweet feeling that I'm coming towards the end. Like I've got two paintings left to finish and they're not too far away from being done. And there's a bit, there's a part, other than the fact that I've got quite a big time pressure to finish them. Like there's a part of me that wants to sort of like drag it out a little bit so I can enjoy, I've really enjoyed doing it. So once they're done, it's like, oh no, I've kind of finished that. And obviously I'll do something next. But then there's also the fear of what, I need, I'm gonna have to come up with a new sort of like theme and a new idea next. Do you reckon? I think just like the work itself, I don't think you have to take like a massive, big, just from like an outsider perspective, I don't think there has to be a, a massive leap from now on. I yeah, yeah. You can sort of just... I think stylistically, it will be the same kind of yeah. style, but I, want, I really want to do work that has meaning again. Yeah. And like this body works like really personal. So it's like a personal experience of like something. That, so it's like, it was easy to sort of get the, yeah, the inspiration was like quite easy in the sense of like, I was just thinking about a bit internally and then also externally of like how other people felt about loss. It was like, how do I feel? So it was like, you're kind of getting the meaning from sort of like, it's like a personal meaning. Yeah, yeah. Then the, and, but then I don't want to do the next one about loss. I don't want everybody work to be like something really bad has to happen in my life or like, it, or I guess you could do something about something good. But it's like, 
I'd like to do something with meaning again, but I'm not really sure. I've got a few ideas, but like, I don't really know. I want to go and like do some research and be like, oh, I want to do a body of work. Like I love producing bodies of work. Like I prefer doing that to like just one-off paintings. So I'd really like to do another, it'd be nice to do another show next year that's got like a different theme, but same style. I don't want to check, like I'm really enjoying painting in the style I am. And I think I can push this, like, I think this is like the beginning point and then like I can just keep pushing it because there's so much room to kind of do whatever you want. And like, I think I keep learning loads. Like I'll try something and it will work and I'll be like, oh great. Or I'll try something and it will like fail horribly. And I'll be like, fine, that doesn't work. I won't try that. And then you try it again in a different way and it works. It's like, I just think there's a lot of room to like, just keep pushing and progressing and like learning, which is like, the, that's probably the enjoyable part. And that's probably why I'm loving it so much. Cause it's like, I am learning loads all the time. And it's like, I want to keep learning and I want to keep pushing the work and the meaning. There's a bit of like a feeling of what will I do next? But I think it will just come to me. Like I think with all this work, loads of stuff that I've been worried about before has just like figured itself out. And you just, the idea comes to you and it all sort of sorts itself out eventually. Yeah. And I'm hoping that there'll be a sort of lightning bolt of inspiration. Yeah, will happen. that's an epiphany. You'll be walking down yeah. Whitechapel High Street. You know, be like, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, yeah. I was going to um, I was going to talk about the uh, the painting on aluminium um, because they look like they're painted onto canvas or board, but they're not. They're painted onto aluminium sheets. And is that quite forgiving as um, as a medium? Is that something that if you make the mistake, you can like just paint straight back over it again? It's good for like you can wipe stuff away, right. which is quite good. So that has that pros and cons. Like sometimes I have to let them. You have to do layers. So you have, like in most places you have to do layers. You have to kind of let a layer dry and then go over it. Because sometimes if you paint into the, if you paint like onto the wet paint, it can, on the first layer, it can sort of come off because the surface is so smooth. So you kind of have to let stuff dry, but equally you can wipe stuff away. It's really smooth. So it's really nice to work on. It's really solid. So there's no like bounce back. Like on a canvas when they're big, there's a bit of like wobble because it's just a massive bit of material. Because with the aluminium, they're quite solid, no matter how big the panels are. And they're just really nice to work on. And like I said, I was chatting before we started recording, I just got fed up of all, so many of the wooden canvases kept warping. And like, it just became frustrating where it was like, you spend ages working on a painting and then just, it's just annoying that like a little corner is just off the wall, just because there's a bit of like, well, the weather here has changed so much. Like if I'd had wooden panels in here after the heat wave we just had, They'd probably all just be. Ah, oh, they'd be all over. Yeah. Whereas the aluminium, the aluminium is really good. Like, it stays solid, and it's just really nice to work on. And it means yeah. you can do like I've been using like squeegees a bit, and you can get really nice like textures from that. So you can like sort of slide the paint down, like all of the like areas of smudged paint. I've been using like rubber squeegees, and because it's so smooth, you can sort of like get a really nice effect from it. And then it's just nice. It's really nice to have a really true flat surface. And then I think it because there isn't as much texture from the surface, you then have to kind of create texture through them, like with the paint. So you can have bits of like thick paint and then like thinner. I just think they, it creates like quite a nice feel. Yeah. They just feel when you, when they get delivered, like I got the really big ones delivered and like tried to carry one up, like up the stairs on my own and had to phone my mate and be like, please, could you come and help me? Really? Yeah, I just, I was like, there's no way I'm gonna, I got one up and was just dying. It was yeah. like so sweaty. I was just like, I need, I really need some help. Cause they are like, I think they are a bit heavier. They just feel heavy because they're metal. You're like, oh, that, that should feel heavy. 
that's good though. It feels like someone's actually buying something really sort of big and yeah. kind of um, meaningful as well, yeah. isn't it? Like they're good, and like the people that make them are really good. I think they're called artist surfaces. Okay, um, okay. they're really good. They're amazing. Nice. Like they're always just every panels I've had has been perfect, which is nice. It's just nice to have like reliable anyone that's like con- like consistently reliable. It's always good to like keep using them. It's like just good. It's, it's hard to find people where it's like the thing they make is really good. Yeah. And you're really happy with it. And I'm always so happy with these. Yeah. Going back to um, walls actually quickly, like the, you just did a piece, um, it feels recently, it was probably a month or two ago now, uh, for Upfest in Bristol. That was a sick wall. Thanks. That was really good. Yeah, it was the first time I did the monotone new style on the street. It was really fun. It was a good, like Upfest is amazing. And it's just always really fun. And this time was especially fun. And it was just nice. It was really nice to try something new on the street. And I, like, it, I think it worked really well. Um, like it was just, it translated from canvas to like, because I'd done a few canvases in like the pink monotones. And like, I wasn't, you never really know how it's going to like translate on the street. But like when I was doing, when I first started, I was like, this looks terrible. And it's not going to like, it's going to be rubbish. And then it started to come together a bit more. I was like, actually it works quite nicely. And it's like, kind of sits in the, it like sits in the environment quite nicely it's not like too bold but then it's like bold enough that like you can see it when you're coming down the hill and then like it's in a really good spot as you walk down the hill it like sort of comes into focus I just thought it worked quite well because the pink the pinks are like a bit softer and it's like I just like I like that you can sort of like approach it and see all the details you get there but it was like it was a really fun ball to do the only problem with all the walls and the theme is I found them really emotional with, I think basically I get really tired towards the end of painting a wall and I think about what the work's about and then have a mini breakdown each time mm. but then like I think in a way that's a good thing it's just that each time I have to deal with a sort of 10 minute breakdown of like being really upset but just through like exhaustion and then like thinking about what the work's about which I think again is cathartic it just doesn't feel cathartic at the time because you're like sort of crying while painting and being like <laughs> it's like I shouldn't really be crying while I'm trying to do my work but then it's like I think that's a good thing. It just feels weird when you're kind of doing it. Yeah, I don't think um, enough young men do enough crying, nah. to be honest. Yeah. I think it's something that a lot of people could... Um, I think our society as a whole could benefit a bit more if um, people kind of let their emotions out yeah, yeah. in well, that's more the th- positive ways like that, I think. I think part of the reason I struggled was like I never showed emotion, like the same as loads of young men and just young people in general, kind of like grow up kind of thinking showing emotion is like weakness or whatever and like then when something happens and you like don't you don't have the tools or like you don't know how to deal with it and then all this emotion sort of has to go somewhere but you're not really sure where you don't know how to deal you don't know where you basically don't know where to put it because you've never learned that like oh actually being emotional is fine so then you're just then you end up in trouble and then it's like actually dealing with emotion bit by bit is a much better way and like more relaxing than building it all up until you sort of can't handle it anymore and it comes out in like wherever like in a way that you're is out of control or whatever so it's like I think it is good I think if you're sad then so like it's all right to be sad and like it doesn't mean like when I get emotional with the work on with the walls I I know loads of it is because I'm tired but it's also like it just means the work has meaning to me which is good and it's like it's all right for that it's like maybe not the most enjoyable feeling at the time Afterwards, I'm like, oh, that's good. At least it means that thing had meaning. And I've put that meaning somewhere. I haven't just sort of like ignored how I feel. I've just tiredly cried a little bit and then finished the wall. And then I always feel much better. It was like, to be fair, I only realised 
the first time I did one of the pieces on the street from this body of work was the wall on Hanbury Street. And that was like, I'd been fine the whole wall. And then I like just had to finish. I painted all the candles in and then I painted one of them out. And when I was doing that, I was like, actually, I'm not fine. And then like, you know, when something just hits you and you're like, shit, actually, I'm way more emotional than I thought I was. And I was just like at the top of a ladder, just weeping. And, like, <laughs> and then it then came down and like my mate was there and they were, she, was, um, she was like, are you right? And I was like, I'm actually quite sad. But then it was like in a good, like cathartic way. And I just think, yeah, it's good. I think probably trying to express emotion is maybe a good, that way is definitely a good thing. So I think having something that has that meaning is good. Yeah. Do you think like the work, would you hope that that would help other people to sort of think about grief differently and to sort of help them if they're going through um, something similar? Yeah, I hope. Part of it is I hope it helps people talk about it. Like maybe conversation starter and like more public. Like with the book, I've, the responses I've had have been really surprising from people, like there's random people and then people I know and like the people, and it will all be anonymous in the book, but like I've had responses from people that I know and like would never expect the responses I've had. It's like even people I know really well, like my dad sent one and it was like way more emotional than I was expecting. I think it gives people a place just, just to a put, platform and yeah, a place yeah. to do it isn't it and like, people don't often have that I suppose, yeah. do they? and also I don't think people ever take the time to like stop and really think like what do, actually how do I feel about this thing like when something bad happens it's so easy to just keep going and be like busy and it's like oh I just want to be busy because I don't want to think about it whereas it's like sometimes that not like straight away you're like it might take time there is a time when like sometimes it's good to stop and be like how do I feel about all this um, and I hope the show will be sort of a bit like that where it's like give people space to think even if it's just thinking like give people space to think about loss maybe talk about it I also think like I'm relatively youngish to like a young a youngish person talking about loss as a guy and like talking about it's hopefully like helpful in the sense of like it'd be really silly and like if I just sat here and was like lied about it was like oh I'm completely fine I'm not like none of these things make me sad or anything I think it's good to like talk about it and the more you talk then like the more you realize that's how everyone feels and that's the like the title of the show is all alone in a crowded room which is supposed to be like a metaphor for that feeling of like when there's like a loss especially in like a friendship group or like family you all experience it at the same time but then you feel really you can still feel really isolated on your own because you think in your you sort of like have all these feelings and then you maybe don't express them and other people don't express them so you're all kind of suffering through the same thing together but kind of a bit apart and then it's like, actually, when you chat about it, everyone's like having a, a, like a really hard time and like talking about it can be really helpful. I think like just like having a conversation about that kind of thing will, like, can make you not feel like as isolated. Yeah. Yeah, because that's one of the strangest things, isn't it? That, um, that life is just carrying on all around you. Yeah, yeah. You've got this weird sense of how one life has just gone and it's finished, but how everything else is still... Yeah, everything still like life still happens like when my mate died like we were like kind of prepared we were, as in we were told like oh it's like bad but then you're still like waiting for that horrible phone call and I remember getting it like really early in the morning um on Bethany Green Road was just like walking to the shop and ran into someone I knew and they were like oh hey aren't you right and like had a chat and I was just like I'm not gonna like say oh actually I'm not all right this thing's happened so then you, I had this really weird like normal conversation with this person I hadn't seen for ages and it was like in my head I was like oh, my best friend's just died. What the hell am I, what do I do with this? And then you run into someone that's like just going about their day, like they would have no idea. The world keeps going, even though like these massive things happen. And I think that's a really weird feeling where it's like, this thing that to you is like the biggest thing ever. 
and it's like the world has stopped in your head you're like the world stopped and then you go outside and it's like every, the world keeps going no matter what I always found that a really weird thing when even like when he was my mate was ill I found it weird when you see people going about their life and you're like how can you like how can you still be going about your life when this massive thing's happening it's like it's because everyone has their own people have their own lives and people don't know and it's like and then that's that thing like that massive cliche of like you don't know what someone's going through it's like it's really true you don't know like people can be going through you don't have a sign saying i'm dealing with a problem currently or whatever so it's like it's just a really weird real like well obviously like it's something we know it's just a weird realization when it's like in a, when you see it like really literally it's a really weird feeling when it's like the world does keep going like it's just yeah hard to get your head around i think it's um a bit of a reminder as well isn't it that like you say you don't have like a sign saying that you're going through it but if they did pretty much everyone would have a sign at some point saying that they're going through something yeah, yeah. Got that's the thing there's always at some point yeah you'd have to be like an insane it would be insane if you managed to get through the whole of life without like something happening yeah. so it's like everyone like and also like there's no like com- competition of levels of bad so it's like if something's really if something's like affecting you if work or like a housing situation or whatever like those things can be massive and then like losing someone can be massive like even like small things can be massive on like a certain day so it's like anything can be bad enough to like cause you to feel like shit basically mm. it's like you just don't really know when you're just going around like you just you don't know what anyone's going through they could be going through the worst thing ever or a, a bit more of a minor thing that's still causing them grief just like yeah there is that cliche of like oh we should all be nice to each other and it's probably it is probably true yeah but then when I walk down Whitechapel High Street and like someone's walking really slowly I'll still be really angry <laughs> yeah just can't help it sometimes yeah but I think the work does bring that really into into focus and like I say it's really um, it's a really like accomplished body of work looking like you're sort of getting in like a really positive space of it and everything as well yeah I'm looking forward to seeing it all hung up yeah me too because it's been like it's been like obviously Obviously, people can't see it, but like, it's like my studio is like. Yeah, it's weird that we're sitting here, like, surrounded by it and talking about it, and like, no one listening can actually see it all, but they will. Yeah, yeah. Because I think a couple of days after this comes out, the show, the show opens. Yeah, yeah. And also, like, we could take a photo so like people see them piled up. Yeah, yeah. Um, Because like, basically, they're all like massively piled up, and I've like run out of room, so they're all like piled up, and so for months I haven't seen. They they all kind of like there's not enough space for each of them to like look at properly so I'm really looking forward to like seeing the work like with a bit of space yeah. so it's like each painting is on its own because like, at the moment they're all like they all merge into each other and it's like they need a bit of room which is like the gallery the space is like amazing it's got like f- four different rooms so it's like each like the work will be the plan is the work will be like really spaced out so like each painting will have its own sort of like like space to like view it and like take it in properly yeah it deserves it and I'm really excited to just see it and also some of the paintings are on their side, like sideways. Yeah. So I haven't seen like, the really big one the right way up for maybe like six months. So it's like, I'm looking forward. Part of me is looking forward to it. The other part of me is like, wonder if I see a mistake. When I turn it around and I'm like, shit, there's a mistake. But I think at this point I've run out of time. So I just have to accept the work is finished. Because yeah. otherwise, also you could just keep working forever. Yeah. Like that's part of the problem with painting is it's like, part of the problem and the beauty is like, you can just keep going and you can keep fiddling and you can keep sort of like touching things up sometimes it's good to just be like i'm done i'm not going to touch it again yeah yeah it takes a bit of discipline for that i think yeah yeah basically just have to get to the point where you're so tired you're like this is done can't look at it (laughs) anymore yeah (laughs) Yeah, no um anything else you want to add before we before we um let you get back to it 
just if anyone is listening to this to come to the show on when it's sev- the 7th of September to the 11th of September at um, Copeland Gallery in Peckham at which gallery? Copeland Gallery Copeland in Peckham. Gallery in Peckham we'll put like all the notes on the show we'll post it out and everything as well um, yeah it's going to be amazing cheers mate mate it's been so nice chatting to you thanks, thanks so much for, um, for having me in the, in the studio and, yeah um, thanks for coming and best of luck with, um, with this show and um, I'll have to get you back on when you, um, when you figure out the next body as well yeah, yeah, yeah. thanks thanks for having me wicked thanks mate cheers mate Thanks so much to Ant for her having me in the studio. His exhibition opens on the 7th of September at Copeland Gallery in Peckham. We'll put the details in the episode description and I'd really recommend you going down to the opening if you're in London. This has been the Alternative London Podcast with me, Gary Means, edited by Stu Ballingall. See you next time. This episode is dedicated to the memory of Ollie Hillsdon.